This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, are you engaged in performative protest? Does your breath smell like you used to hate yourself and other black people? Are you the feds? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. What's up? Nothing. What's up with you? Nothing. Chilling. We're recording like early. We're awake. It is daytime. daytime. It's light outside. It's record, not It's not yeah. like early morning. Sometimes we get up at the crack of ass and like record or whatever. This is not. This is like this midday is yeah. record sesh. I feel um like I don't want to die. Sometimes we record and it's like, I just kind of want to die. Like I'm having a good time, it's pretty but dark. I'm so tired that I'm going to die. It's like, dark. Well, sleep is the cousin of death. That's what the whole tabs told us. They need to stop saying that because oh. it's it's not. Okay. Well, welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We We are two two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ooh, this is a really deep voice week. I have my period. Whenever I have my period, my my voice gets deeper and sexier. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. It's science. Yeah. You're supposed to be less... um, sexual desirable really yeah but when you are ovulating your voice probably sounds a little higher interesting to attract i guess whoever you want to procure disgusting shit wow really i find Mm -hmm. my voice a lot more sexier when it's deeper like this and the boys like it too don't pretend you don't I'm sure they do. Niggas being niggas. But do they want to mate with you and have children with you? I hope not. (laughs) Leave me alone. Get that shit away from me. Away from me. Get that shit away. Put a plastic bag on it. Okay. That sounds gross. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. So by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. Um, we like if you use it, we like it, we love it, we retweet it. All of the ways you engage with that on social media, we do that with that hashtag. Also use the hashtag podin. That is a now listening hashtag and that allows other people who may not have heard of T with Queen and J find us. So use that hashtag, spread the word and do the damn thing. All right. Queen, can you tell the people what libations are? I sure can. So libations are where we pour some for the homies, the ancestors, the people, places, and things that give us black ass joy. We pour libations to them every fucking week. That's right. Jay, Yo. do you have some libations? Yes, I have several libations this week. She does. She got like a long ass list. I do have a long ass list. Yeah, my first libation is Hobbs and Shaw. The movie, the new mm-hmm. movie, Fast and Furious spinoff with uh, The Rock and a white guy. Remember I thought the white guy Statham. was Bruce Willis? Jason Statham. Jason Statham. I was like, that's Bruce Willis. She was like, no, yeah. bitch. That, that, was, that was interesting. I didn't see that coming. I saw a bald white man running. Wow. that in a lot of movies. Okay. So. Jason Statham been out here, too. He was like, I saw a big that. four-headed ass white man running. That's fair. So Bruce That's fair. Willis. I think he's shorter than um Bruce Willis, though. I don't. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm a fun factor. A trailer. All right. Okay, back to the lives. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was fucking such a good movie. Like, just a mindless, good time. I love The Rock. He's fucking great. He did all the things he was supposed to do. Jason Statham was good. There was a white woman in it, but it was fine because she was... I'm not going to spoil it, but it was okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't feel like I was being abused by her existence. You know how they like to do yeah, that's why you got a Kanye then. What? That's why you got a Kanye then. What does that mean? Remember what he did to Taylor Swift? 
not the MVMAs. Just gotta take their space. Okay, but it was a fun movie. I would go see it. Um, some of the trailers prior to Hobbs and Shaw to me were quite triggering. It's mm. a lot of films coming out right now about police brutality because art imitates life and vice versa. And even though at least one of them, I forget the name of it, but the one with the two black people who it looks like they're cop killers which I think is a fantastic premise. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one at the end of it looks good, but there's still that moment of like, it's stressful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm there's not a, really, there's a moment in the trailer where... I wasn't excited when people, when that came out. Yeah, there's a moment in the trailer where it's with um David Kaluuya, Daniel, excuse me, Daniel Kaluuya and a new woman actor. They are, I don't know her name, but they I don't know are... Either. Basically, they get pulled over by the, the cops the white man cop is doing what white men cops do and being like unlawful and shit and possibly about to kill Daniel. And so Daniel ends up killing the cop. And so it looks like in the film, they become like outlaws yeah. and may- maybe they're cop you know killers, so which weird? I think is fun. I think that was their first fucking date. Oh, right. And it's their first <laughs> like, date. Right. But that could happen. I don't know. That could happen. I, I did get a so gun the premise, on the Yeah, the premise. Once, there so you I go. Guess, There's that. The yeah. premise of the film looks interesting. But the trailer, to me, was a little bit, um, a little bit, the content, I think, was a little bit triggering. Anytime I see a cop pulling any one of us over, that's triggering. So there was that. And then there's another movie with, what's her name? Oh, we're doing libations, right? Yes. Sorry. I just wanted to warn y'all, if you go to see Hobbs and Shaw, that it might be these two triggering fucking previews. So, like, you know, make sure you have your juice and your popcorn and, like, keep your phone on until the previews are over so you could text through it or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's another it's another movie coming, coming out that's based on police brutality. Tyrese is in it. Oh, what is that black woman's name? She was in Important Things. Anyway. Is his name Jody? That's the name of Baby Boy. It might be a grown-up Jody. He might be playing a grown-up Jody. I don't know. But the black <laughs> he woman... is a grown-up Jody. In, in real life. In yes. real life. The black woman in the movie is the star. She was in Moonlight. She played the mom in Moonlight. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I forget her name. Forgive me, people. But she plays a cop. Some shit goes down, and she needs the black folks in the neighborhood. It's, it's called... The movie is called, like, Black and Blue or some shit like that. I don't know. But it's triggering as fuck. It's triggering as fuck. I personally, I don't really like seeing all of that like police brutality shit in our art for me as a black woman who like lives with the thought of that shit that's why i like that every day yeah i like i get it but i found that shit really triggering anyway if you can sit through that drink your slurpee play on your phone until hobbs and shaw starts it's a fun fucking film and it's mindless like good time and that that's what i was there for i honestly i was crying through the fucking trailers and i looked at my partner i was like yo i I came here for fun. Are there no other like mindless films coming out? Like what? Anyway, <laughs> go see Hobbs and Shaw. The Rock is cool and he's fun and he crushes things and I like it. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Do you have any libations? Um, yeah, I have a libation. My, li- my libation is actually for myself. Oh. So the reason why I'm libating myself is that I broke up with my partner mm-hmm. and I'm libating myself because I'm like, I really like the fact that I knew when something was done. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't serve me anymore. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. And it wasn't even right. like a dramatic or whatever kind of breakup. It was just like, this is not right. Nope. I don't like this anymore. Mm. And um, did that. And it's just like, this is good. Because a lot of times I think that we're told to like fight for it or like hold on or like yeah. see it through you know women were socialized to like mm-hmm. stand by the bullshit right so like 
yeah, my partner is actually a really great person, mm-hmm. decent person, and whatever. But if it wasn't serving me anymore, right. I think a lot of times since men are the, my partner was a man in this um, particular situation, but a lot of times we're men are so trash and so horrible mm-hmm. that we would like stay around in a space that feels safer right. because it's so much fuck shit is typically happening or you've been through all this other shit but it was like even though nothing directly abusive or harsh or like hurtful is happening in this relationship it's still not serving me anymore and it's just like a lot of times we're not told to be selfish and be like this is not for me or Mm -hmm. like i don't have to fucking be here even just because they're a nice person and they get me and they let me be myself you know like all of these things that i don't have to like I'm not happy, yeah. and I don't have to not be happy just because this is a nice person, you know? Mm-hmm. So, libation to myself for, like, knowing something is over and walking away. I like that's that. that's fine. You know? Libations. So, libations to me. Yeah, yo, cheers to you and shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. And like I said, I have another libation. I wanted to give libations to Sam of Inner Hole Uprising, who um, had been editing our podcast bi-weekly and is now working on another project. Yes, mom. So libations to Sam out here getting the fucking bag. Get the bag, get the bag, get the opportunity, get the bag. Um, and libations to Monique, who will be stepping in and doing some editing for us bi-weekly. So libations to Monique. She is formerly of We Come From Queens podcast. And she now has her own podcast called Simply Robotics. And Simply Robotics is an online hub that explores the animation industry and visual art in many forms. 3D animation, motion graphics, VFX, movie reviews, animated shorts, industry panels, events, and more. And um, I enjoy that podcast. It's actually nerdy as fuck. So check that out. And thank you so much, Monique, for stepping in and doing some editing for us. Yo, libations to black women being fucking dope. Pay black women. You can find a black woman doing anything like whatever service whatever shit you need done yeah you can find a black woman if you don't know them you can ask somebody if if you don't know black women something's wrong something's wrong something is wrong yeah but use your resources like to find them like whenever i know that i don't know someone in this particular industry of the demographics that i'm looking for i I put a call out on twitter i put a call out on facebook someone that i know knows the person that i'm looking for you know so that's how you build a network so libations to black women all right queen can you tell the people how and why to donate to t with queen and j podcast you donate to t with queen and j to help sustain this podcast progress this podcast and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast podcast you can donate to t with queen and j by going to our website t with queen and j.com just scroll down on our home page and there's where we give you two options two our first option is our paypal option and that is where you can come you can pay whenever you want however much you want no commitment there and then our second option is our patreon option and that is where we're only asking for two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less if that is what you wish but we're only asking for two so those are the ways that you can donate to tea with queen and jay also there are links to donate right in the show notes if you don't want to go to the website there's direct links right there also there are other ways to, to donate to tea with queen and jay that aren't monetarily and those are by subscribing to this podcast however you're listening to us subscribe follow whatever 
the app calls for you to do, do that. So we just come up in your feed. Also rate, review this podcast, whatever you listen to this podcast on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a star. If you're on Stitcher, give us a heart. However you do that, do that. That helps spread the word of TV Queen and Jay. That helps push up the algorithm. And if people see that lots of people are saying, hey, I like this, I like this. Ooh, this is dope, 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 dope. They tend to listen. So do that. Tag us and post the people that ask for podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Write about us. Uh, retweet us when you see us. All of that shit. Just let the world know. And those are ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay that costs you no dollarless. That's right. If you'd like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, you can T-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization, do a live show or consult, send us your T-mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. You can also hit me up if you want me to manage your social media page. Because Jay does it. I'll be doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hit, hit me up. You can hit me up on the Tea with Queen and Jay Gmail as well. All right. Mm-hmm. This week's donation libations, we have new patrons. And our first new patron is Teas by G. And that's um, G of Trees by G.com. So be sure trees. to check them out. Yeah, right. They got a lot of interesting teas filled with trees. trees. So check that shit out. <laughs> Thank you so much, G. We appreciate you. John is a new patron. Thank you so much, John. And the homie Rod of the Black Guy Who Tips upped his pledge. Thank you so yeah, much, Rod. We thanks, appreciate Rod. that. Be sure to listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. It is one of my favorite podcasts. It's a really good podcast. Yeah, man. It's good, good shit. Word. You have an event coming up. Yes, yes, I do. So Bad Bitch Affirmations Workshop is coming up August 16th, 5.30 p.m. at Af- at Cafe Con Libros. What did I say? Afropunk. <laughs> at Cafe Con Libros. Um, and basically, this workshop is a part of the Mix Vixen RL series where we have conversations that center black women and femmes. I'm a communal healer, so I figure that there are other people who are communal healers. Yes. So that's why I want to create this space for that. Entry is just donation-based. I wanted to make this as accessible as possible. So whatever you could donate donate um if you cannot donate absolutely at all you can send me an email or hop in the dms of Ms. vixen and just let me know and i can we can work something out but i just wanted to make this accessible please be on time i understand mm-hmm. that we are all black and i'm yep. a late ass bitch too mm-hmm. but um this is a communal workshop so that means people should be there and yeah. that i'm not going to start over if you come late so you're just gonna miss facts. <laughs> yeah so this week i mean this workshop we'll be talking about our bodies how do we feel about our bodies the way they look the way they function um things like that i wanted to bring the the body positivity conversation outside of just a superficial which is fine like looks are fine and i mean superficial in a sense of like science meaning outside like this the superficial and the dermaficial but whatever anyway so <laughs> <sighs> So, um, yeah, I wanted to bring the conversation a little bit further than that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'll be doing. There will be hors d'oeuvres. Ooh, yes. Snackage. And shit. Okay. So, yeah, come through. It's going to be fun. Mm. All right. I'm setting my calendar for 430 so I could be there at a black 530. <laughs> yes. And the link to RSVP is in the show notes. I like it. Okay. All right. Yes. Cool. Also, this month, the homies over at Queer Walk, the podcast, are having an upstate retreat. It is, um, I always do this. Retreat yourself. Right. I think I wanted to be a 90s, um, like a CC Peniston. Oh, okay. I'm... And then in the in the zero zeros, you wanted to be a chicken head ad libber. Oh, uh, that those things I think have been constant like throughout my life. I wanted oh, okay. to be a chicken head ad libber in the nineties too because mm-hmm. they existed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they, we didn't start calling them chicken heads to the two thousands. 
like those voices mm. existed and yes, you heard no, women you're right. sound like that but we didn't start calling them you're absolutely right yeah way to put a date on chicken head i have forgot <laughs> the, the chronological timeline yeah. mm-hmm. of that okay cool so our homies over at queer walk the podcast are doing an upstate escape from august 30th to september 1st and you need to rsvp for that by august 8th so that's a few days after the release of this podcast, depending on when you I listen to it. Tomorrow's RSVP is funny. I answer all the questions funny, just to give them a laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have different understanding of what's funny. That's why I said okay. <sighs> all right. So join your favorite Black queer troublemakers and Queer Walk co-hosts Money and Nikita in Syracuse for a fun and regenerative Queer Walk weekend. Take this time to hang out and meet other members of the Queer Walk community starting the evening of Friday the 30th and wrapping up on the night of September of sunday september 1st this will be a fun and chill weekend to de-stress be in and build community and learn a thing or two about the rich abolitionist and organizing history of syracuse new york some of the events that weekend will be queer folks of color only events for all self-identified women femmes non-binary agender trans folks but others will be open to everyone Um, as much as they would love to house everyone their apartments don't have enough space fortunately downtown syracuse is pretty accessible for airbnb and hotel stays a positive of upstate life so also all the events no one's there (laughs) right no one is there also all of the events for the weekend are free entry so that's right they are covering entry to all events all you have to do is get your butt to syracuse there will be a there will be a few events that are donation based to help keep the um black owned spaces that they are having these events at in business so keep that in mind and we'll put the link to rsvp in the show notes they need to know how many people are coming so they can figure all that shit out yeah so you ready to get into the show i am motherfucking ready to get into the motherfucking show so jay what kind of tea you drinking i am drinking earl gray i had like a large so it's probably like two cups of real gray tea so hopefully i don't have to pee in the middle of this yeah what kind of tea are you drinking i am not drinking tea okay. it is still hot ass hot girl summer all right and i'm drinking water and we can't mm. have air on while we record and i didn't take my wig off so it's kind of warm so, uh-huh so, yeah. you didn't take your wig off yeah that's too comfortable want to be like in oh out. i got yeah. you all right that's fair yeah i accept that and what are your pronouns she and her what are your pronouns she her they them and what are you affirming this week so i affirm that i'm a bad bitch i affirm that i'm enough i affirm that i will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma mm-hmm. i also affirm that i am well rested yes. my hair and fashions are popping my body and mind is healthy and that i will always and forever stunt on these hoes that's what i'm affirming okay yes you read that last week Mm -hmm. where was i across from me i don't remember that probably tired wanting to die probably wanting to die Gosh, all right. <laughs> Jay, what are your affirmations? Um, I affirm as always that I'm not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that my apartment is paid for, my rent is paid. I'm gonna say that again because the date approaches. My rent is paid. I'm wealthy, I'm self-employed, and my finances are abundant. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trouble or trauma. Uh bags upon bags upon bags of paid i do not undersell myself or underquote my rate i am 
healthy yeah. my rent is paid i'm healthy Emphasis on rent. healthy yeah. in this paid rent paid apartment rent abundance rent abundance yes so yeah um a few weeks ago we talked about a kickstarter that included india more and i think no i'm pretty sure that we did misgender them yeah and so i just want to read this quick t-mail and this is from t and t says hey i'm so happy you're back i'm glad that you were able to take a week off this is a while back thank you t and you're both rested i wanted to start off with thanking you for your podcast and all that you do you honestly help me when i'm feeling helpless about the world just listen to episode 213 that's fucking erasure bro that was the name of the episode because we're fucking brilliant and the two of you gave me life. It was an awesome listen as always. In this episode, you mentioned India more and I just wanted to let you know that India is a non-binary person who uses they, them pronouns. Thank you again. You are so important and I am so grateful that I get to listen to you weekly. Well, more than that, as I'm currently listening to your older episodes to bridge the gap between new episodes. Why? Love, tea, kisses. Why? 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 Yeah, yo, libations to a lot of you who listens to the older older episodes i would do it i guess i'm a i'm a podcast junkie i would do it i wouldn't so we apologize for those uh episodes and your experience but also thank you so much for reminding us of india's pronouns i did know that about them i just forgot and was careless about it so yeah Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for reminding us of that and again that's india moore who is in the fucking should we say is it award-winning series pose it is award-winning right I don't know. I don't remember. It's won awards in my heart. Right. (laughs) Fuck. Award winning. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) India plays Angel on Pose. Is it Angel? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. And then when they cry, though. (laughs) They do be crying. (laughs) Be like, (laughs) oh, they do cry like that. (laughs) They do cry like that. (laughs) I think. I think we've done enough. I think we're not going to misgender them and now make a mockery of their tears. India, we apologize. And um, thank you, T, for correcting us and bringing that back to our attention. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, T. Mm-hmm. So the last letter we're going to read is by Alicia. And Alicia says, well, the subject line, which I really like and enjoy, take my money, y'all deserve it. That's right. That's, what I, that's how I hear you say it to me. Um, so let's get to the letter. Queen J. I just started listening to y'all a few months ago and I am engrossed. Let me apologize now if this turns out to be long as fuck. It doesn't. I've been binging old and new episodes and have so much to say. First, thank you because of your podcast and getting me hip to in a whole uprising. I have hours of content and no reason to listen to often problematic morning radio shows and the same top 40 songs on repeat. Thank God you don't got to listen to that. No You're welcome. It doesn't even matter if I agree with everything you say, although I agree with most. You two are speaking your truth and giving me new perspectives and co-signing my frustrations with everyday life, especially when it comes to mediocre white people taking up space. The first episode I listened to featured the Black Enterprise article about things that annoy white people. My first thought was, why do we care about what white people's feel? Why do we care about white people's feelings? Then this can't be real. The list wasn't even about workplace scenarios, just white people shitting on us. I just needed to say that. I just needed to say that. Also, I love The Pit and its intro and fuck Jermaine Dupree and his whack-ass explanation because he still describes three sex-positive women rappers as strippers and he's trash-ass person for doing that. You know, you 
right. You're right, he's, right there. He's a trash ass person. Oh, he's a trash ass person for doing that. He's still whatever I said before. He's that too. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you are so smart, insightful, funny, and, unap- and unapologetically black. It's beautiful. On a nerd spectrum from Queen to Jay, I like to think I'm somewhere comfortable in the middle. I was definitely a nerd in school and love cartoons and superheroes. My personal favorite is Batman, but hashtag Wakanda forever, obviously. I also cried the first time I saw Black Panther and don't even fuck with tears like that. They make me uncomfortable. Me too. Fuck. Those I cried tears. through like the whole second half you, of Hobbs and Shaw. You started crying as soon as Black Panther started. That too. I was like, what is she doing? I was crying. I could cry right now. You really can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like my heart was breaking with Jay's as Queen expressed that she hadn't seen most of the Marvel movies. I hope. <laughs> why would I watch those? Every time I watch the other ones, I'm like, why are these white people here? Because <laughs> that, right? What? After Black Panther. Yeah, like, like why? why, are we, these still white do, people? we still doing this? We still, we still look at white people. I hope to make it to an event someday. I learned so much listening. Y'all are doing so amazing. I wish I could give more, but I hope it helps. Hashtag 4C for life. Okay. Yes. Okay. I do have one question, though. How do you feel about the term female when referring to women? And I apologize if you have addressed this before. Direct me to the episode and I'll go listen. All right. Yes. Thank you for this letter, Alicia. We appreciate you and we feel you. Thank you. Right, right, right. We have talked about female before because we do not yet have someone who can properly like label all the episodes that we did. I don't know where to send you. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to take care of my, my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed appropriate it was it was appropriate it was appropriate so yeah so i don't know but if, if somebody else knows where we talked about it you can uh link that in on social and hashtag a t with qj and we'll be sure to share that with alicia or we'll just fucking retweet it i don't know mm-hmm. but um female no we do not like that term no. we don't think it's cool i don't uh-huh. like to hear it if i'm around because the patriarchy is steeped in women as well sometimes i'll be around friends leftover friends from back in the day who will use that language and i might i'll let it go maybe once or twice and then after that it's, it's like no I, I need you to stop like i don't i don't want to hear that i don't yeah. want to sit through it and um the term female is and and queen is the science bitch here so she can talk more about that right it's a biological term and it doesn't account for my humanity it doesn't and oftentimes the way in which it is used by men and by those who have bought into the patriarchy is in a way that diminishes the humanity of women and so it just talks about um i guess my sex parts i would say yeah and it doesn't acknowledge like my person i'm not a man Right. It doesn't That's acknowledge my... I'm not a male. Not male. Right, not right. A male. It doesn't acknowledge my personhood. And often if you listen to the way that it's said, it doesn't acknowledge my personhood or humanity. And oftentimes, even within the context of the conversations that are being had, you can tell by whoever is using that term that they also don't acknowledge my personhood or my humanity. And that goes for, again, men and women alike. Yeah. Uh, and those in between. Men and women alike... And any other gendered or non-gendered person who buys into the patriarchy, like all of us live in the patriarchy. And so all of us are subject to potentially buying into the patriarchy. And we just want to make sure that in our language and in those who claim to support and love us, we are being inclusive of all people and their humanity and their personhood. So I, I don't use that term 
And I prefer when those around me don't use that term. And I don't I don't date anyone who uses that term yeah, or engage in yeah. friendships with people who use that term. Mm-hmm. That's not um that is not it's just not cool. And you will never and this is not I don't always like to to give this example because I don't like to tit for tat, but you're not gonna hear no one uses the term male in that, that same way. way. No, they'll say and there man are political and reasons say for that. Right after. There you go. And there are political reasons for that because female is meant to diminish my personhood. It's meant to disregard me in some way as a human, as a person, as a woman, as someone of equal positioning as my male counterpart. And so just because words mean things, I think it's important to stay away from that term and to make sure that we are calling, that we are bringing attention to that term when it is used amongst people that we care about in particular, because I think it's easiest for us to check people that we care about. And just in general, just as a community of people, we should not, we shouldn't be using that. Yeah. For me, I mostly, all of what Jay said, but then I also tied to when I think of like hood isms, they just use the word female to replace bitch. So you Thank don't want to call me a bitch. So you say female. And I remember I didn't have language for it yet because I was a kid when Friday came out. But I remember at the end when um, they knew that Debo was beating up Felicia all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then at the end, I remember when Debo punched um, Nia Long's character. I can't yeah. remember her name. And Craig like stood up for her and was like, yo, but that's a female. You don't mm-hmm. be hearing a female like that. And I remember as a kid thinking like, but like you know her name and you right. like her and you admire her. But like calling her female it just didn't seem right so as a kid i didn't know what it was Mm -hmm. in that moment there's an energy but it was just like why are you othering her like this like it was just weird Mm -hmm. um and then it was like she was only deserved to be taken care of because she was this type of female and felicia who was like this craghead y'all know debo was beating on her all the time and nobody cared so like i didn't know and as a kid like why i was different but it was like i didn't like female this was Mm -hmm. just like some hood shit that guys did to make you like different. Right. And it was like, this doesn't feel like a good difference mm-hmm. thing. Right. So I just never was really right. into that shit. Mm-hmm. And then Alicia, since you bring that up, somebody recently DM'd me to ask why I don't like being referred to as a lady. And every now and then um, somebody will ask, ask me and I'll bring yeah. it up. So it kind of, this kind of, for me, touches on that because I feel like there are times when people will call me lady or call us ladies. And there's a there's a, a level of like separation energy in the way that they are addressing me and it doesn't feel particularly respectful it doesn't feel like they are respecting me as an equal human or respecting Mm -hmm. my personhood or whatever it feels like it feels like they are saying oh you're this different type of person so it just feels there's there's a different standard as to how i'm going to engage with you and treat you because you are this type of right woman right 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 and so on that end i don't like it but then also i don't like being called a lady because to me it's a part one of the it's one of those words that was used as a tool in my oppression and a way in which we say okay well ladies are supposed to do this and they're not supposed to do that if you're a lady then you're supposed to don't talk like this don't use these words don't curse maybe fucking cross your legs don't dress like this or dress like that or whatever and it just feels like another code of rules that is meant to oppress me or to separate different types of women or to say who should be respected and who shouldn't 
if you are because the patriarchy decides which women are worthy of respect and which are not if you're this type of woman who lives this way then we can disrespect you and you don't matter and you're a bitch and fuck that's the same thing as like bitches and queens mentality it's like you you're either a bitch or you're a queen if you're a queen then you matter and we treat you like this that or whatever and i'll call you a lady or this that or whatever and you have earned respect because you're a queen because women have to earn respect they just don't deserve it because they're human because women are garbage that's that's like the mentality or whatever Mm -hmm. but or, or you're a bitch and 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 it doesn't matter and we don't have to care about you and you know who gives a shit who you calling a bitch okay thank you Okay. yeah and so i just don't want anything to do with that so i would rather for me and then just also the type of woman that i am a lot of the things that apply like there are people who are comfortable with the term lady and that's fine and a lot of the things that apply to those types of women are not characteristics that i share Mm -hmm. and i just don't want um to be labeled that way because that's not who i am or like how i move really so Mm -hmm that's that but i don't think i think somebody the person who asked me was trying to see if that was a disrespectful term the person who asked me recently also uses the term female so i would love it i was it. about to say i would I, love I, it i was about to say the person yeah is a using yeah person. i would love it let's start with that maybe you you will <laughs> stop using the term female and then you worry about the the specifics and the details of all that other shit later but maybe stop female Stop that. Stop with that's that. That's what I'm like. The hoodisms of that is like, I'm not calling you a bitch. Mm-hmm. So you, you're like, doing me a favor. Yeah. And it's like, nah, nah, motherfucker, you know my name or call me a woman. There's a word yeah. for human females. Mm-hmm. It's called, it's woman. Yeah. There's a word for it. But they're so repulsed by that shit. Cause I am. Cause we exist and yeah, we breathe and like, shit. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, for me, please, I'd rather not be called, um, lady but in terms of like like to do and what not to do what i think that we should all perhaps make it a practice of doing i try to stay away from gendered terms unless i already know somebody's pronouns and preferences and requirements and shit like that but for the most part things like that like ladies and like things that that come with characteristics that are not necessarily just like standard issue shit i i just try and stay away from Mm -hmm. i think that's a good practice but you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. So, Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they... Give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So, how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamsQueenandJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. we will use that shit. That's right. So once again, TeaWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice 
Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes. And we're black all the time. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so we're back and we are ready to get into some news. That's not news. Are you ready? In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news. That's not news. Jay, can you tell the listeners what the news that's not news segment is? Yes. News that's not news is when we talk about news stories that are either not being discussed in the mainstream media or they're being discussed in the mainstream media, but not in a way that we would discuss that shit. So we call it news that's not news. Yes, yes, yes. So today's news that's not news story is basically the whites are scamming again. Because that's what they're good at. They stay scamming. That's what they're good at. Um, I got this story from the Chicago Tribune and also from the ProPublica, like bits and pieces, but you'll know where I got each piece from. So, Illinois lawmakers to investigate wealthy families using loophole and state guardianship law to qualify children for more financial aid. So, what is happening? What does that mean? Rich or people who can afford... Expensive college education in Illinois, uh huh. In Illinois, are using a law, some loophole, some law in that guardianship loophole by their child. Mm-hmm. They'll give their child guardianship somebody else, and when you give, when someone else has guardianship of the child, the child can now use their own financials to apply for financial aid. So the way financial aid works is that usually go, you apply and you use your parents' financial information, right? But because of this law in Illinois. Mm-hmm. If you give parents give away guardianship to somebody else, you as the child can now use their own financial information because you do not have those parents wow. anymore on the books. But you there's someone yeah. So they're using this loophole so that their kids can get financial aid. Yes. Wow. That is what's happening. So how did they get exposed like for doing this? I'm gonna read oh, the article. All right. I so, want I wanna hear it. So okay. this this piece is from the um, Chicago Tribune. Members of the Illinois House Higher Education Committee and House Appropriations Higher Education Committee scheduled a meeting August 8th in Chicago following reports from ProPublica Illinois and the Wall Street Journal. The publications revealed this week that dozens of families in suburban Lake County gave up custody of their teenage children in their junior or senior year of high school, then transferred guardianship to a family, friend, or relative. The move enabled those children to claim independent status when applying for federal, state, and school aid. And like I said, then that allows for the child to use their own financials mm-hmm. to get financial aid. Um, one family, I think the daughter had a summer job. So her summer job, was she got like $4,500 mm-hmm. to work in those two months. So that was the financial information she used to mm-hmm. get financial aid. Meanwhile, her parents have a gross income of $600,000 a year. Wow. Uh, their house is worth $1.2 million. Yes. This is scamming. disgusting. Scamming. So this story broke from a publication. It's, just, it's an Illinois publication called the ProPublica. And 
this is from that. So this is here how they this is how they found out how it works or whatever. Yeah. So here how it worked. First parents turned over guardianship to their teenagers to a friend or relative. Then the student declared financial independence from their parents. So that's that's the law. The first part of the law is the guardianship thing. Mm-hmm. Then the second part is them claiming financial independence from their family. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that lets them do lets them do that, and then that allows them to be able to get financial aid based on like kind of making nothing, mm-hmm. which is like what? Yeah, these are families that could actually afford for um this higher education for college or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. This also allows for them to apply for scholarships that are based on financial need because now your financial right. stuff is whatever you have mm-hmm. as an individual and not what your family makes. Right. So you're scamming the financial aid system and you're also scamming like the scholarship systems, the ones that are based on financial aid. Cause mm-hmm. you know, there's some that is based on like sports and like right. academia and then there's some based on financial fucking need. Mm-hmm. So they fucking scamming again. Right. Y'all just be scamming. I thought like, even though I was not surprised about the other college scamming when it was like making up shit and acting like making up playing SAT sports course, and like yeah. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, so what's happening is that ProPublica found out that there is a, that there is a company called Destination College that boasts on its website of, in quotations, strategies to lower tuition expenses. Oh, so they looked God. into, like, what is this? They looked into that, and then that's how all of this stuff Wait, what? Who, who, ProPublica looked into that yeah, company, they, or that company looked into... No, ProPublica oh, looked into that company. Wow. Because investigative journalism. Okay. <laughs> and um, I, they won't say who tipped them off right. to look into, right. you know, they got to, you know, mm-hmm. protect the plug. Yeah. But, but it, it also could have been... Uh, this is just me talking shit, but it also could have been one of those studies on like, okay, what are some of the best ways for people to use financial aid or whatever? Maybe they stumbled across that shit. Okay, I just made. They that said up. someone tipped them off. Us. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I just Ex- said. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Are you listening to no, the news? No, I didn't. Story. I didn't hear you say that someone tipped them off. I heard you say, I don't know. So someone right. tipped them off, but My they bad. can't say because they got to protect the plug. My bad. Um. So the NASA made them look into the the company called Destination College. Mm course they're calling the place and they're not answering the calls or like no comments between that but that's what made them bring this to have wow to go to this committee that i mentioned earlier in the segment and like oh my gosh girl wow meanwhile you're locking up black women because they're putting kids in schools of different districts so, so whatever that the, the fuck the, like so that, that their kid so that has child a fighting have a chance education. a education education wow like, yeah in public school yes in wow. public school wow yeah so this is what's happening in illinois i don't know if like there's other states or whatever where this loophole is something that exists mm-hmm. but for this story this is something that definitely in illinois that white people are benefiting from so mm. that they can have their kids qualify for financial aid and for financial based scholarships wow yeah that is upsetting on a number of levels but it just reminds me of the ways in which like capitalism is such an individualistic thing like i don't know how many kids these these uh parents had like that this these particular parents in particular that you talked about make a combined 600k a year but these are the type of people who should like honestly apply for financial aid honestly like your student fucking apply for grants or find ways that are like honest you or know what like, i'm saying like the conversation about people saying these prices are too yes, fucking high yes. how about countering the system like 
fuck like tell the system this is fucked up right. and we need to change it rather right. than fucking being scammers yeah and doing it that way yeah it's um and what the fuck are you teaching your scamming ass kids now but that's what capitalism like what that, the they, hell? these are the, the same shit that they've been teaching but yeah their you want to call me a fucking welfare queen mm-hmm. because i've figured out how i can get medicaid and still have a job or some shit like right. that like what wow yeah so that's what's going on i don't have a follow-up because like i said they're going to meet with the committee on the 8th and that mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet but this is some foul shit and i felt like I'm, i haven't seen this conversation happening mm-hmm. um so yeah they scamming out here y'all wow i'm upset i'm upset about that that shit is black yeah it is. um let's pay a black woman yes all right pay somebody yes give me your fucking money <laughs> Can you tell the people what our Pay Black Women segment is, Queen? Yes. So the Pay Black Women segment is where we highlight Black or Indigenous women businesses that need your money, um, Black and Indigenous organizations that need your money, or just Black and Indigenous women that need your money and support. So we highlight them here at the mm-hmm. Pay Black Women segment. Yes. Yeah. So who who we paying this week? All right. So this week's Pay Black Women is uh, Danny Nicole. And Danny Nicole actually wrote us a letter and I'm going to read it now. All right. So Danny Nicole is a listener who sent us this letter and I'm going to read it now. And the letter says, good evening, womanist race nerds. Hey, Danny, what's poppin'? First, first, I want to say thank you for all that you do. I love listening to you both every week. You're so amazing and genuine, genuine, genuine. <laughs> Genuine. Not the same though. Genuine. Genuine. Genuine is the same though. I know, but how do you say that? You say genuine? Yeah, genuine. 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 I think all people might say genuine. Uh Because you know old Southern people. I'm trying to think if I said genuine before genuine existed. Anyway, you're so amazing and genuine. I'm emailing you because I've been struggling with whether to ask for help for a long time, but decided to just email. I got laid off back in January and have been pretty much unemployed. I've been doing temp jobs and delivery service. I'm struggling to pay rent and other bills. On top of that, I just received a rent increase in LA, so gentrification is aggressive. If the T family can help, it will really be appreciated. I hate asking, and I'm sorry if this email is long. This is really not a long um, email, but I know it can feel long when you're asking Asking, for help. Um, I've never done this before, and I'm so close to the edge with stress. Um, Thank you again, Danny. And Danny left their cash app. Thank you, Danny. Danny's cash app is that cash app dollar sign. And then D Nicole 822. So that's D-N-I-C-O-L-E 822. And we'll leave um, her cash app code, her cash app ID in our show notes. And please support her. If If you are white, like... You, you should, you better, better like throw like Danny some all the coins money like you like all the you, coins you oh like pay with pay what you owe you know what I'm saying Word. um so yeah so definitely do that if you are somebody who um I know a lot of like like black folks who grew up in like the black church and shit they mm-hmm. either pay tithes which is like 10 percent of whatever you owe or if they're no longer engaged with that i know some of them try and just give 10 percent of their income to other organizations or folks in need or whatever i think this is a good opportunity yeah. for that if you don't have it if you were also laid off like a nigga like me you can 
share this or tap into like other groups like if you know people who just like giving people money or whatever yep. like that's a good thing to do mm-hmm. but we appreciate you um danny feeling comfortable enough to write us this letter yep. and we hope that our network is able to support you in some way yo if y'all have five dollars ten dollars twenty like up. it definitely does add up and sometimes it's nice to have five dollars to fucking buy a slice of pizza while you are figuring your shit out you know what i'm saying right. so yeah any any little bit helps and thank you danny for reaching out to us you'll pay yep. black women you better you owe them all right are you ready now to get into the pit everybody strap in I'm about to open some fucking windows the new triple x has got to be more dangerous deadlier more attitude who the fuck is this asshole Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So, yo, I guess I'll tell them what the pit is. Okay, thank you. So the pit is our segment where we throw everything that is killing our black joy. It is the opposite of libations. Mm -hmm. We throw you in a pit. If you're killing black joy, people, places, and things that are killing black joy, go in the fucking pit. Right. And you have a cookout with Lena Dunham. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah crispy unseasoned cookout barbecue barbecue it just be covered in the sauce like it just it didn't even marinate and it just be sauce it don't be any seasoning under it it just be like burnt just be burnt yo Mm -hmm. the pit eating ashes and shit oh i definitely thought you was about to say eating ass oh that's a great thing okay i guess this is the pit oh all right. Do you have a pit this week or do I have a pit? Or do we have a pit? We have a collective yeah, pit. Yeah, this is a collective pit and I'm going to call it performative protest, I think is what I want to throw okay. in the pit. And I have to say, admittedly, that I am still kind of thinking this through. We're as, both kind of yeah, thinking this Yeah, as through. we talk about this, we're both still processing it. So this is not like a confirmed theory yet, but we both have feelings about it that we kind of wanted to feelings. address. Feelings. What's that from? I don't remember Steve Urkel used to sing it all the time, but I'm sure oh. it was a song. I'm calling it performative, performative protest. So acts of protest that are performative over practical, and they're not really acts of protest. They have more to do with like, I guess, personal principle, I guess. And then people take that shit and try to browbeat niggas over the head with it without kind of taking into consideration i guess everybody's intersections yeah so what has me thinking about that lately white people and their Mm. bullshit has me thinking about that yeah and also some black folks have me thinking about that lately. Have me thinking about that lately. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So first, let's talk about white people and their bullshit. I don't I don't want to get too much into like the specifics of this because I think that um Evian, this is her story and yeah. some of the other black women involved in this and she may discuss this on her podcast, but um yeah, so homie friend to the show Evian of the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast was had a negative experience with a sex toy company um called Wildflower mm-hmm. which is owned and operated by uh two white people. White people. <laughs> yep, definitely. I don't know their personal fucking whatever the fucks, but they're white people. They're yeah. white presenting people. Two white folks named Amy and Nick. Amy identifies as non-binary. Their pronouns are they them. Nick's pronouns are he, they. And if you were to look at them, 
they look like a white guy, a white woman, mm-hmm. I would say. Whatever whatever the, that has... If you're thinking binary. It, yeah, if you're thinking of the binary, whatever that has stereotypically looked like, that's how they look. Mm-hmm. And because we know that people are treated based on how the fuck they look, yeah. that's how they look, that's how they're treated, and that's how they move in the world. Yes. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, so Evian had a, a negative experience with them, and I would say at least four other black women working within the um, sex education space yeah. had a negative experience with them. They worked with a company that Wildflower didn't quote unquote approve mm-hmm. of. And so Wildflower was talking about these women to other businesses and, and kind of kind of trying to fuck with their money and kind of trying to fuck with their bookings and shit like that based on what these two white people felt was ethical or non-ethical or or whatever the fuck um but they never called out these brands well that's a separate thing right so there was so wildflower had some drama with another sex toy company yeah that they kind of wanted these black women to kind of do their dirty work and talk bad about the sex toy company, even though they themselves never did any of that dirty work or talked bad about them because they were allegedly afraid of retribution. Mm -hmm. So they had these black women out there who they feel, these black women feel like this business has befriended them and they're in collaboration and shit like that. And so Mm -hmm. uh, these black women kind of took up their cause in talking shit about this other company. Yeah. When these black women would be booked by other agencies or companies or whatever. And those companies would reach out to Wildflower. They would say, oh, we can't work with you because some of your, some of the people that you've partnered with have shady practices or are doing whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then when asked to elaborate, they would name them and would say, oh, well, they're in business with this company and this company is is shady and da-da-da-da-da, which could put the business of these black women in jeopardy, right? And I don't think that there's anything wrong with having principle the reason why this is sketchy for these white people to be saying oh well we don't want to work with you if you're working with these black women who they allegedly have a good business relationship with that's Mm -hmm. that's trifling as fuck but we don't want to work with you if you work with these black women because of our position on this and because of our ethics and they're not being ethical by working with these this company that we think is unethical and blah 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 blah. Um, meanwhile the the white man who runs wildflower was working at google Google. he had a whole ass job at google he got a check from google which is a i would google is not the most ethical company like in the world like Mm -hmm. everybody calm down that's my point my point is everybody calm the fuck down we live in a white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic society where niggas get money from horrible evil companies all All the the time and if you are a black person oftentimes your ability to make money outside of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism is limited by white supremacist patriarchal capitalism right when we were talking about this before we started recording i'm like how ethical can a marginalized person be Mm -hmm. like how much can we remove ourselves from these systems and be ethical without being inconvenienced, without right. completely changing your like how right. so it's like we have to be careful who we're like screaming out to fucking mm-hmm. b- what we're screaming out for people to boycott, right. what we're screaming out for people to fucking divest mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. because how ethical can you be 
as a marginalized person. Right. And and what I want to say is, because I've read a lot of the stuff that's been written about this, what I want to say is that these black women felt comfortable working with this company. And so the opinion that this company is unethical or whatever the case may be, this is the opinion of these white people. Yes, to their standards. Right. Yes. Of ethics, because they are not a marginalized person. Exactly. So you could easily say, just to be like, I guess make it something like easy. Mm-hmm. You can easily say to my able body ass, don't use straws because the turtles, blah, 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 blah. But that is not something that applies to someone who is disabled and actually fucking needs a straw. Like mm-hmm. how ethical right. can you fucking be if right. you're in a marginalized group? You mm-hmm. got to do what the fuck you got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're already marginalized. Right. And then to take the further step, right, in, in your liberal indignance to then talk to other companies and try and stop these black women's business stop them from getting bookings mm-hmm. stop them from future potential opportunities to me is so much more revealing of your actual politics yeah you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying because there are people there are black women who we don't fuck with yeah. that we would never try and stop their bag yeah there are black women who we don't fuck with because we they're white supremacists who nemesis. we actually would try and stop their we bag we call people but, nemesis yeah, like and there's we a not, exactly take a page from Roxanne's gay. We there are black women who we will say are our nemesis, right? Right, right. It's fun to mm-hmm, do that, mm-hmm. but we would never yes stop they bag exactly. If you're not out here hurting other black people, if you're not out here like hurting niggas, I don't need to try and stop your bag. Yeah. If you are like my personal nemesis or you just happen to love white supremacy and you just love kissing white supremacy in the mouth, I'll talk about you, but I don't need to like say your name and tarnish you and, and there's no make you be on a blacklist yeah, and all of this other shit. There's no need for that. And the fact that these white people in their um liberal ideology and indignance thought that it was okay to do this to black women within the industry when we already know that as a black woman in any industry yo people like listening to white people yeah. black black people also like listening to, to white, white people, people okay and we'll just take what you say yes as fact. yes yes so when you are building a business as a black woman when you are sustaining yourself when you are sustaining a business the last thing that you fucking need are two liberal white people telling other business folks hey don't fuck with don't them. fuck with them. okay so that's fucked up but also so this white man was working at google as he's doing this and telling people who they should work with and shouldn't work with and all this this performative protest yes. as i call it is working at google collecting checks from google so once it's exposed so evian and um the other black femmes in mm-hmm. this case they wrote a medium piece exposing their experience with wildflower. Yeah, an, an expose. expose. It's very, it's very juicy. Going to have a ponderosa. I think I'm. You're hilarious. I think I'm gonna <laughs> put that. I'm gonna put the link to that expose in the show notes because it's very juicy. If you, if you got time for a little drama, it's it's very juicy. But anyway, I'm gonna put the link to that in the show notes. Um, but upon it being exposed that these white folks do not appropriately compensate the black women and femmes that they work with. And that this white man with all these ethics collects a check from Google, okay? Like, was working there. So and he then thinks it's ethical to stop marginalized folks right. from getting money. Hello. That's ethical to right. you? Right. So then he quits his job at Google, 
And that's in this like Instagram press release. So I quit my job at Google, yada, 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 as of the release of this or before, whatever the fuck, right? Oh my Jesus, you ain't sacrificed Don't shit. No, exactly. Don't like, nobody care. And fuck? also your ability to quit at like this, the, at a, the drop of a hat yeah. or whatever is another reflection of your privilege, privilege just to, to be able to leave that on the table. So somebody in the Instagram comments is like, well, did, I think his name is Nick. I don't know. What about his stock options? What about... I don't need to read that, but other monies and shit, that you get all those shit that you that, get, yeah. yes, from working for a company and their comment is like, he left all of that on the table. He walked away with nothing, da, 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 da. which to me is another part of performative protest. Because yeah. if you are a nigga with privilege, if you work at fucking Google, if you have all these options and this extra, you get bonuses, you get take that shit upon your leaving. What would have been more impactful, but see, you're not about the impact. No, you're about this performative of shit. Not. What would have been more impactful was if you had taken that money, taken that check and donate that shit to a black trans organization take that money and give it to those black women whose careers you, you have injured and opportunities it. you have stopped because of you talking shit yeah okay um do that so that's what makes it performative to me is because you're not thinking about the real life impact of your actions of money of your privilege of your intersections of all that shit so they write this whole apology and all this shit no don't nobody care about the fact that you quit your job at google nobody gives a shit because that really was never that important anyway work at google we engage with all types of unethical shit because we have to have the option exactly exactly so if you think that it means something that you left your job at google and you didn't take any you left you let them people them white people keep their resources instead of taking them and donating that money and dive and redistributing funds redistributing wealth to the marginalized communities that you have hurt if you thought that that was smart that to me that's performative protest that shit is whack um so i wanted to throw that in the pit and then something else that has been coming up that makes (laughs) me think of this performative protest shit tell them girl is some of the ways in which we we try to check each other and i guess police each other's i don't know if it's like policing our black joy or like the shit that other black folks choose to engage with yeah or what but i guess i will say lately and we've talked about like afropunk and their shortcomings before but lately i have had an experience a lot there's been an influx influx of of a certain brand of black person trying to tell me not to go to afropunk or not to engage with afropunk or not to participate in afropunk and i want to first first of all what i want to say is that i'm critiquing an ideology that is not limited to one person so i don't want anyone to take this as a personal we said an influx they know words no they know words i want to say that and then i also want to acknowledge that i have trouble i have trouble doing this without getting mean so I, uh, I'm, I'm working, I'm working on not Got doing that. It. So when yeah. I say a certain type of black person, I do mean that, but I don't mean it. I don't mean it in the You're mean way. You're not singling one person out. Is right. It, yeah. That's not, yes. you said influx because this is more than one, one yeah. more than one instance. Right. Actually throughout the year, like not even like exactly. recent throughout exactly. the year. Yeah. This is a reoccurring thing for right. us. But what has me talking about it, what has us talking about it now is that we talked Last week, we were talking about the responsibility of black women like us in making sure that we apply our 
our liberation and our determination to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism as womanist race nerds, as womanists, as what someone called black feminists, our responsibility to call out the people who we're cool with. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that was that was a something that we sat here and checked ourselves on and that we asked other people like us to make a mo- make more of an effort to do. Yeah. Okay, but it's, it starts with us. So we had that conversation and then someone who we fuck with. All right. So somebody then then tweets us somebody who we fuck with and I know this is somebody who um because I know we have a relationship with them. I'm going to go ahead and say they were saying this with love. Somebody then says, I'm going to need you to keep that same energy for Blurred Con and Afropunk, though. Okay. Um, they said, though? Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let me let me first say why this is different, why those two things are different to me. Okay. Actually, do you want to say something? No, no. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay, so the difference to me between us calling out niggas who do misogynoirish shit, like niggas that we know and like corporations that mad black folks get black joy of mm-hmm. are the obvious differences. Yeah. A nigga that I know who just did some shit that's mad misogynoirish and I'm like, yo, nigga, don't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a corporation that mad black folks get black joy of those two things are very different. Yeah. And also... When you say keep that same energy, I actually have reached out to Afropunk and said, hey, I just read this thing about y'all. What are you, what's this about? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, this is not cute. What's going on over there? I've done that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like personally. Like, like yeah. it's documented. Yeah. Um, BlurredCon. I reached out to Milton. Hey, Milton, I saw you just put up a whole explanation of what, what a blurred is. That's not what that means. You this is what troublesome. What is that? You sat right across to me on this here podcast and recorded how you found it sus that they would have this BlurredCon thing at the same time that something else was happening. I have said shit about, thank you. I've said called I out BlurredCon several times up. here. And I think that I can do that and say that I still value the fact that black people go to these spaces and they get a lot out of it and they mm-hmm. have an amazing time yeah. and yeah i would actually like to go to afropunk again i would actually like to go to blurred con again at some point i would also like for them to get their act together yeah you know what i'm saying mm. and so i find it interesting the need to i don't know it feels fucking performative to me mm-hmm. i could yeah i guess i could not go to afropunk or i could understand that i've been going there for years I have a wonderful time there and that mad niggas go there who don't get to see that many black people in a space ever, mm-hmm. who don't get to see that many black people doing the things that happen at Afropunk mm-hmm. there. I can I can still see the value in that and I can still see that what happened at Afropunk with Erica Hart and Matthew Morgan was wild whack. Wild whack. Erica Hart's partner in particular yeah. was was mad whack. Which we've said on the show. Yeah, which we've said on the show already. I can also say that what happened with what was documented by the formal, what is it, the editorial director yeah. at Afropunk mm-hmm. and a lot of the other staff's documented experiences as documented is mad whack. You know what I'm saying? And reach out to them and say, hey, I saw this. This is this is a problem. Like, what's happening over there now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my thing with all of that is, so, like, we would never tell people what to do. So, like, we mm-hmm. would say, like, something is problematic. This makes me feel uncomfortable. This is whatever. But we will never tell a black person what to do right. based on, like, 
if you like going to have, hey, that's your thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're never going to, like, sit here and tell people what to do and what not to do because mm-hmm. we understand that we are in a white supremacist patriarchal system right. and that you got to fucking get it where you can get it for the most part mm-hmm. when it comes to joy, when it comes to money, when it comes to whatever. Right. And there are so many things that we cannot divest from. We understand that. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? There's mad... Fuck Amazon, but I still have Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's lots of institutions and things that are built that I cannot divest from, mm-hmm. that are built in white supremacy, that abuse people using white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, and I cannot 100% divest from. Like, I yeah. can't, but I'm going to just, like, stop going to the doctor because the medical system is tied to so much white supremacist patriarchal right. capitalist shit. Like, there's no way that I could 100% divest in that way, so I don't 100 I don't that's not what we do here because we understand that this is a system that has to be broken mm-hmm. for years, even after us. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to hold, we have friends who are not going to go to Afropunk because of whatever reason. And that's okay. And, and that's fine. And we get it. And they're not looking at us like, why are you still going? And right. we're not looking at them like, why are you not going? Like, right. it just makes no sense. People find their joy where they can. This world is full of shit. Now, if you want to like somehow remove yourself from all of that shit, like you literally have to move from this planet. Right. I I just it's and and I guess to talk about the brand of black person who's been who I have seen this most from and mm-hmm. this kind of indignance from is always and I want to reiterate that this is not a personal attack on anybody. And this has been happening for the this year. This has been happening for, for the year. year. And so this is an ongoing thing. So I'm going to make a blanket statement. And please don't take this personal because I'm not speaking directly to you. But it is often the type of nigga who has just recently come into a certain type of blackness, who has just recently accepted themselves as black people, other people as black people, um, it's usually them niggas who want to come and tell me how to be black and how to engage with blackness when yeah. I can smell it on your breath that you just got here. <laughs> so who are you talking to, yeah. my nigga? Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Okay. So it it just feels it just feels weird. It's self righteous. It's, it's self righteous. It's self righteous. It's like performative. You, it's just annoying. It's interesting. And these be the same people who I know. Like you go and again. I know a lot of con niggas, so I'm, engage, not ta- I'm not talking to you particularly, but you go to the other huge cons. Yeah. You go to New York Comic Con. You go to San Diego Comic Con. You go to other cons that we know have been institutionally problematic. Yeah. And many of them have learned and grown from it. Many of them still have racist shit that we know happens and has happened to people at these cons. Okay. Blurred Con has had a lot of whack shit happening. Milton, the founder of Blurred Con, has been misogynist and problematic. That's a reality. The reality is also mad black folks go to black go to Blurred Con and have a great time. I had an excellent time the first time I went. I have seen Milton. I've asked him what his problem is in person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I choose to go again at some point, I will go again and I will have a black ass good time. If I choose to go to Afropunk again, I will go. I will have an amazing black ass good time and somebody suggested essence fest instead of afropunk and that <laughs> that just that just reminds me that you niggas it'd be black people that you also think that, that black, black people, people is a monolith yeah, that black people like, think we're all the same i love i not... love what happens at afropunk i love what happens to essence every year we put on our vision board that, that we're, we're going to go. essence and we haven't made it yet but we want to fucking go afropunk and essence fest the cultures there are two totally different things yeah yes do niggas go do niggas overlap are the niggas at essence who also go to afropunk and niggas at afropunk who also go to essence yes the cultures there are two totally 
totally different things. And it is not the same. Stop telling me think, that it is. But do you think that non-white supremacist patriarchal capitalist shit is not happening at over essence? My nigga. Like, what the fuck? We live in fucking the United States of fucking America. Let me this shit is something. abundant. It is all over this planet. I have seen them panels, okay? Girl. I have seen them people. That's, it's McDonald's everywhere. It's capitalism like everywhere. What, what are we, what are like we talking what? about? Essence Fest has happened for years. Laverne Cox hasn't been invited. Janet Mock hasn't been invited. India Moore is the first. Um, and, and again, I apologize. We're, I'm misgendering them again. But India Moore is the first black trans person who has been invited to Essence Fest. Yeah. That's a problem. Should, yeah. we, should we not go ever again? Ex- exactly. Should we deny the fact that it's a black mecca? And then it's like you forget, like you said, you, you're making black people a monolith, and then you also forget the intersections that are within black people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're like, do you not, like, do you like not do things because shit fucks with like your intersections? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. do, you, Somebody, do you just stay in a house? Some black person invited me to a whole conference, okay? And I was like, oh, that actually happens to be the same week in Afropunk. I might not be able to go. They proceed to tell me about why I shouldn't fuck with Afropunk. And then, like, the next day, this conference posted some mad, like, white feminist, like, shit. And when you told them about it, it was like, oh, well, you know. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not running it. Okay. (laughs) Like, that's cool. Again, this is not a personal attack on nobody. I just want you niggas to relax. That's it. I still fuck with you. I still love you. I get it. This is not a thing. But the reason why I'm talking about it today is because there's a pattern and people, and I I don't mind people, I don't mind being called out on stuff. I don't mind people bringing things to my attention. I don't mind that. But I'm noticing this pattern of a certain type of person saying this same type of thing to me. Yeah. And I want it to fucking stop. I want it to stop. I want everybody. It's like this type of self-righteous type shit. And I, and I really try. And there are times, I'm sure, when I miss the mark, I really try not to be self-righteous. And I really try not to tell niggas what they shouldn't do. When I frame stuff, I really try and be like, this is what I'm thinking. You should consider. Have you yeah, thought about? Like, or why are we still doing? Nice. Like that, that type of thing. And it's just interesting. And I see it on Facebook, too. I have a whole black-ass Facebook friends who talks about how they uh, really used to indulge in self-hatred and say a bunch of misogynoirish shit. This is, a, this is a black woman. They used to say a bunch of misogynoirish shit, but they want, they think that Cardi B should be fucking burnt to the stake for the transphobic things that she has said yeah. at age 19 or at age 20 or whatever. I'm not saying that Cardi is not problematic and transphobic but to me she is clearly a person who is open to learning but that's that's just me Mm -hmm. that's just just, honestly just hold other people the standard that you created for yourself yes hold other people to that shit just hold like don't have different standards for yourself where i see you appeasing whiteness in certain ways where i see you fucking getting a bag chilling with capitalism in those ways and then when i decide to do it with black people or Mm -hmm. whatever then now it's a problem like no like you can't i think it's ridiculous to tell me to i have to divest from a black institution when there are millions upon millions of white institutions that i cannot and we just a hundred percent divest from and i just accept it as that's what the way it is that makes no sense the standard that you are creating for yourself Mm -hmm. where people need to be held accountable for their shit 
do that do that for yourself mm-hmm. that the example you gave a cardi and a misogynoir it's like right right Should we cancel you they want that bitch burned to the stake but you also talk about how you, you were love. anti-black you were all these all these things that are terrible you acknowledge that it within yourself but you want every five minutes you want this girl burnt to the stake it's fucking weird it is. and i just need niggas to like just be open and honest with yourself do some self-reflection yes it's weird. It is. It's weird. weird. Tell me why Do you're not doing something. Do some self-reflection and a reflection of self. Leave me out of that shit. Yeah. Leave me out of it. Yeah. Don't at me. Don't say nothing to me. Yeah. Figure it out yourself. Or if you do at me, that's talk. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> if you, like, seriously, yeah. let's talk about it then. Don't start a conversation and disappear. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. All right. So I think we did a show. I think that we did do a show. Thank you, everybody who listens to us. Thank you, everybody who heard that we needed mics Word. and who reached out to us yeah, about thank microphones. You so much. Thank you. We appreciate you. We are still trying to get to um Syracuse, which we need to do for Queer Walks Upstate Retreat. Mm-hmm. And we also uh it's funny, every week we sit here and use broken headphones, but did we think to say we need fucking <laughs> headphones? Nope. We Every didn't because we're week. just black women doing it for ourselves. We also need motherfucking headphones, <laughs> okay? So, so that too. And a nigga like me don't have a job, all right? So, oh gosh, okay. Um, I mean, I have a job, but you know, not like a job, like how you niggas call it, like a job, a job. But anyway, rent. We did a show. <laughs> yes, we did. This was great. Be sure to follow us on the social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. You can follow us there. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Search for T with Queen and J and follow us on those things as well. Send us email at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Send us donations. You can go to our website, T with Queen and J.com to do that. Also, if you want to sponsor this podcast, if you want us to talk, if you want to do all those things, send us email, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Mm, yes. April 6th. No, why do I keep saying April? August sixteenth, mm-hmm. Babbitt Affirmations Workshop. Hope to see you there. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see you there. I think I have four more spots, so you better get on it. Get oh, wow, on look it. at that. Get on it. Okay, body actually, roll. it's five, so five on it. Ooh, yeah, get on um, it. So I didn't yes. register. Hope you to see know you that there. I'm coming. Right. You do that. You never RSP for any of Thank my you. shit, Thank and you, you just come hour late. I'm glad like, you know. Oh, I'm gonna be on time this time, though. We'll see. Um, yes. So that's happening, and I can't wait to see you guys. Dope, dope, dope. Also, make sure you RSVP for Queer Walks Upstate Retreat. Also, that's it. Be sure to subscribe, rate, like this podcast wherever you are listening to it. We appreciate your five-star ratings. Thank you so much. Again, we read them. I've been posting some of them on our um, yeah, I've been IG that. stories. Yeah. I'm telling you, she know how to do social media. I do. I be doing stuff. Better pay this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Yeah. So like us, follow us, all that shit. It actually really, really does help. Be sure to follow us. You said social media stuff? Yes. Oh, sorry. Are you listening to me this episode? Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> You look like Shaka Khan. It's distracting. <laughs> Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. Okay. Uh, hashtags, yeah? Yes. Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag pods in color. Hashtag pod in live NYC. Hashtag Black Panther so lit. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yep. Stop killing trans women. All Black Lives Matter. Hashtag say her name. Hashtag you okay, sis. Hashtag disability to white. Hashtag. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Mm-hmm. Hashtag why I stayed. Yep. Hashtag inner whole uprising. Hashtag unpack BG. Hashtag bag ladies. Hashtag queer walk. Hashtag queer walk pod. Hashtag 
Marsha's Plate, hashtag sexually liberated woman. Hashtag Mix Vixen. Thank you. Hashtag. 4C, 4Life. Yes. Hashtag that shit. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Hobbs and Shaw, yo. It's a good time. Hashtag shrinkage is okay. Hashtag shrinkage is fine. hair is healthy. Yes. Okay. That's it. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia with production support from a black person named Ameka and editorial support from a black girl named Monique. Ew. Team with Queen and Jay, we turn, turn up, up responsibly. responsibly. Bye. Hey. My man loves me. He provides for me. He protects me. So tonight, I'm going to drop in love just for him. Drop in love for Jesus. Keep the Lord in mind. When you dirty wine, drop it, drop it for Jesus. In the club, shake it to the floor and show it love. On the grind, cause for my sins he died. died. Cause I know I'll be at the pearly gates for show. I'll be in the number when the trumpet starts to blow. But tonight I gotta drop it low.